if you've been around in this thing, you might have heard it before, but I'm preaching it still today. And the message is titled, The Lot in Me. Amen. Oh, please encourage me. Amen. <laughs> the message is titled, The Lot in Me. If we are still talking about remembrance, but it's titled, The Lot. So the, if you know Lot in the Bible, L-O-T. Yeah, the Lot in Me. So all of us, there is a portion of us that behaves like Lot. And I'm going to bring out some of the things that Lot did that you just have to be careful of so that you make sure that you don't tread certain grounds because it can be dangerous. Amen. So Lot in the Bible, you know there's a scripture in Luke chapter 17 verse 32. Very short. Very short. Luke chapter 17 verse 32. Yes. Have you seen it? That's all. And this, this one is a, is, a, is a full sermon in just. The Bible says, Jesus was speaking about, oh, and it, will, and it will happen that two people will be doing this, and one will be taking, one will be left. Then he got to there, he said, remember lost wife. <laughs> just that. <laughs> There's a lot to be said in this scripture, and I will try and say one or two about remember lost wife. Amen. Amen. But you know, if you read the Bible carefully, you realize that Lord's wife has a very strange something about her. Actually, from Genesis chapter 12, when God called Abraham, and God will say that, oh, and Abraham took this, Abraham took his wife, Abraham took his servant, Abraham took this, took uh, animals, and added Lord, and did not mention Lord's wife. You get it? And when Lot decided to, I'll try, I'm just trying to let you know how, what is it about Lot's wife that made her so like hidden, never mentioned. But of course, we got to know why when she became what she became. But I pray that none of us will become Lot's wife. Amen. But today my message is that remember the Lord, no, the Lord in me, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord in me. Genesis chapter 13. I'll read a few verses and uh, from verse 1. I'll start from verse 1. The Bible says that, then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and you see it here too. Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lord with him. To the south. You see, you see that Lord's wife was not mentioned. Yes. Abraham was rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and. Is it? I or what's that? You, you can see it, eh? Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abraham called the name of the Lord. Lord also. And this is one of the scriptures I find very strange. Lord also went, who went with Abraham, had flocks, hairs, and tents. His wife was not mentioned. Even animals were mentioned. 
Lord's wife. Now, the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lord's livestock. The Canaanite and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abraham said to Lord, Please, please, I beg you, please, let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. For we are brethren. It's not the whole land before you. Please, separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. And Lord lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, into brackets, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward, you can see it. So, then, <laughs> we are reading together. It, 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 it helped me to know that you are, you are, you are with me. <laughs> Amen. The Lord chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and Lord journeyed east and they separated from each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lord dwelt in the, in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. So, Abraham's story begins in Genesis chapter 12 when we hear of him that God calls him from his. Said God said that leave your family, leave your, uh, your country, leave your kindred, leave your... He says, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, he said, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land I will show you. And I, I always say that this scripture, I really understood it when I came here. Because if you've left your country, haven't you left your family? If you are living, let's say you are living your family in UK, and God say, Leave UK and go to Nigeria. You've left your family. So why is the Lord saying that leave your country, leave your family, and leave your father's house? Ah, but if I've left my country, I've left my father's house. Oh, is it not? Logic. It's logic. Yes. But you see, you can live without living. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the example is that some of us, we are in this country... And we left Botswana, but Botswana Daily News, you are even aware. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll change the country. I'll change. Martinique, Martinique. Martinique. Oh, there's a country called Martinique. Yes, 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 yes. You know, there are some people that they are here, but. They are so present in Martinique. In Martinique. 
Now the people even live in Martinique. <laughs> Sometimes you will call. At one point I was like that, but I had to gradually. Sometimes I will call my brother, and I will tell my brother, "Have you heard this?" And my brother said, "I sure, really." He is living in the country. He doesn't even know. I realized that there was something wrong. I had to change. <laughs> but so God called Abraham or Abraham and told him to leave all this. And Abraham left. And when Abraham left him, he decided to get Lot to join him. You get it? And Lot came with Abraham. So we are not considering Abraham today. We are considering Lot, the character Lot. And Lot got so many things because of association. But Lord also makes us understand that there's a tendency for also for us to not to be able to remember certain things. Or becomes used or familiar to certain things. So that's what I want us to do. And we all have that trait in us. We all have that trait in us. You get it? Yes. So the first thing I want us to remember about Lot is that Lot was very forgetful. Superficial. And was not thinking deep. I will explain. Lot was very forgetful. Lot was very superficial. And Lot was not thinking deep. You see, and that particular trait in Lot can also be seen in us. All of us can be very forgetful. All of us can, You see, God did not call Lot to. Never. Lot was... Like, he was, he was just perching. You know, he was perching. He was a parasite or he was, he was a... <laughs> sorry. He was, he was just... He just went along. Associate, okay, yeah, that's the right word. But you see, because of his... Sometimes you have to be careful of your association. Because your association can determine your acceleration or you... <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of us, we want to associate ourselves with certain people and we've been going on downhill, but we still decided to associate. But Lot, Lot, Lot was associated with Abraham and he was blessed. In Genesis chapter 30, 13 verse 7, the Bible says, and there was tried between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. You see, Lot was associated with Abraham, Abraham, and he became so blessed that suddenly the one that he was associated with, there was they, they could not like they, they could not contain themselves within one land. But Lot had forgotten that that was not the case before when he was with his father. And Lot allowed his herdsmen to fight Abraham's herdsmen. That's what I'm saying he was not thinking. Because you see, when you are fighting Abraham's herdsmen, you are not fighting the herdsmen, you are fighting Abraham. You get it? Yeah. So, all of us, there are certain fights that we should not be fighting. You get it? So, oh, but I'm not fighting the head, I'm just fighting. No, you are fighting the head. You get it? Today I'm going to say some things. Mercy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. 
And I said that I've written here that the fact that you are righteous does not mean that you, your character cannot be distracting. You get it? You see, some of us, some of us Christians, you know, oh, me, I'm, and that makes us even one of the most distracting people around because we think that we, we don't do any evil or there's, there's, there's six major sins we are not into it. You know the six major? Fornication, da, 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 da. We don't do any of them. But we have certain destructive tendencies in us that is not even allowing us to even be promoted at our workplaces. But we still see ourselves to be very righteous group of people. But we have destructive character. You get it? So be careful what you fight. The second one is that Lot was easily influenced by people. Because you see, Lot was there. I'm just painting a picture. Then the headsman came and said that, you see, now you are at the same level with Abraham. You are at the same level. This always, yes, sir, yes, sir, that you've been doing, you passed that stage. He has 80 goat. You have 50. You are getting there. He has 200 sheep. You are, you are not 200 years, but you are getting close. Can't you see that now all of us cannot be on the same line? And Lord said, okay, 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 you guys do whatever you think it to be right. You know, sometimes you will not do it yourself, but you allow certain people to misbehave. So Lot was easily influenced by the people. Because, you see, there was no way the people could have gone ahead and fought with Abraham's headsmen if Lot had not allowed them. No. You see, the Bible is in such a way that it's, it's, even though it's a big book, it's still a summary. Because it's a life story of people. So this scripture, the verse 7, does not give us the total picture. You, you see, if you, if you read the Bible, you realize that those times, it was order. And you take command. You can't just go ahead and be fighting anyhow. Have I given you the authority to go and do that? Or better still, even they, he did not even give them the authority. They knew that he would not say anything. That's why they want to do it. I don't know if you get it. Yes. So, Lord was easily influenced. How easily are you influenced? How easily? The Lord in you will allow you to be easily influenced. Some of us, we've been trying to influence you in the right way. It's not working. But a negative influence easily sways you. Mercy. 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 And the third one that I really want to dwell on is that Lot did not recognize Abraham as he ought to. Lot. The Lot in us will not cause us to recognize the people around us as we ought to recognize them. You see, the first thing that we should know is that Lord saw Abraham as his contemporary or his co-equal or even his competition. But they were not co-equals. <laughs> you see, Lord saw Abraham as, or Abraham as his co-equal contemporary. After all, we all came from the same place. We've all been journeying together and you've come to this place. But Abraham was Lord's intercessor. In Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. 
when the angels came, visited Abraham after they gave him the, the, the prophecy that they give birth and all that. And look, you see, Lot was not recognizing Abraham as he ought to, but look at what God is saying. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 7, it said, and Abraham, sorry, is it verse 7? Let me check my scripture once again. 17, sorry. 17, yes. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Hey, you see, the one that you are seeing as your co-equal, this is what God is saying about the person. And Abraham, Abraham was the one that bargained with God on behalf of Lot. That, oh, if you get 20 people, will you destroy the land? Oh, if you get these people, will you destroy the land? Oh, if you get these people, will you destroy the land? All these are the blind side of Lot. But Lot still saw Abraham to be co-equals. You get it? And two, Abraham was his protector. In Genesis chapter 14, Genesis chapter 14, today we are reading a lot of scripture, from verse 13. Abraham was there when Lot left. He heard that Lot had been captured. The Bible says, Then one who had escaped came and told Abraham, the Hebrew, for he dwelt on by the terrent trees of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of age today, today. <laughs> Let me move on. <laughs> Verse 14. Now when Abraham heard that, you see, you see, and, and that's one thing that we all should take note of. Abraham was even saying that Lot was his brother. He said, now when Abraham heard that his brother was taking care, Lot was not his brother. His nephew. Because Lot was Abraham's brother's son. So you see, don't be moved. When, when you, somebody that you are supposed to recognize in a certain place, say, that, oh, you are my brother, you are my... You see, Abraham was saying that, oh, let's not fight if you choose. And Abraham was even, Abraham was saying that, please, hey, the Abraham that God said that, can I do anything without telling Abraham? That same Abraham is saying that, oh, please, let's not fight. If you choose left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. And you see, because the person is so nice and you think you are co-equals. But Abraham was his intercessor. Abraham was his protector. Abraham was the channel through which he was blessed. Actually, Abraham was his mentor. But he did not see it in that way. You see, Recognition is one of the things that all of us should yearn that God grants us that sensitivity to be able to identify. You get it? It's not everybody around you that you should. If, sometimes even your, you should, the person can be your mother or your father. But you, you should begin to see that the way things are going, I think this person is more than my mother. Or this person is more than my father. Or this person, even though I know he's my pastor, but I think there's something about him that I should take note of. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Lot did not recognize it. And because of the Lot in a lot of us, we also don't recognize that there are certain people around them that God has brought them to us for a purpose. You understand? And you see, there are two ways you can learn. You can learn by mistakes or you can learn by mentors. If you recognize the person as a mentor, you can learn from the person. Otherwise, you can be learning the Lord's way of going do mistakes. 
And as you are doing, you see, you have about 80 or 90 years to live. How many mistakes do you want to make before you learn? I'm just asking a question. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, and I've written here that mentors, mentors are the difference between poverty and riches. Decrease and increase. Pain and pleasure. Deterioration and restoration. You see, Lot did not recognize Abraham as his mentor. So Lot chose poverty, chose decrease, chose pain, and chose deterioration. But if Lot had recognized Abraham as his mentor, he would have chosen riches, increase, pleasure, and restoration. And you see, the issue of recognizing somebody as you ought to was something that was even very important to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 16, because you see, Jesus recognized that doing miracles around people does not mean that they see me as they have to see me. Or preaching the powerful sermon or, he, or casting out devils does not still make people see me the way I'm supposed to be seen. So Jesus still wanted to find out from his disciples. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? The son of man, I'm 14. So they said, some say John the Baptist. Please, I've not said anything. So they said, hmm, my watch is confusing me, sorry. <laughs> so they said, <laughs> some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verse 15. This is very important. He said, but he's, he said to them, but who do you say I am? Who? who? How do you recognize me? I've, I've called you as my disciples, but how do you recognize me? Verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Verse 17. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Father who is in it. You see, blessed are you when you are able to recognize people as you ought to. Blessed are you. See, suddenly, once you, be, you, you start to see people in a certain light, you are blessed. Because it will change the way you behave around them. And it will change the way you see them. And it will even change the way you listen to them. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They've recognized me. That's why they know my voice. You see, I can speak, but if you don't recognize the person as you ought to, the voice will not mean anything to you. It will be noise. Yeah. So like now, the way I'm speaking, some people, I'm just, you know, I'm just speaking some, speaking some words. <laughs> Mercy. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but I have to recognize. Lot could not recognize Abraham. Lot could not. He was around, but he could not. He was around, but he could not. I'll give you another example. Paul, in the book of Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Don't allow, you see, don't let people's please. And people say, oh, my brother, my sister, oh, my, don't let it fool you. No, 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 don't, don't, don't let it fool you. Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. You see, 
And because certain people, when they say, say that say the Lord, they said, okay, God is saying, don't let that fool you. Well, you can be talking to me, because talking to everybody, say, oh, I think that you should do. Take it seriously. You know, this week I was reading the book of First Timothy, and I go to First Timothy chapter one verse three. And Paul said that I urge you to go. I urge you. He said, I I urge you to go when you go do this. He said, hey. and Timothy took the edge. He said, edge. You know, it's like edge means that you can put it on First Timothy chapter uh, one verse three. I urge you. It's like oh, it's more of I suggested to you. You know, he said, I urge you when you. When I went into Macedonia, remain in my Ephesus that you may charge some of them to teach no other. So I suggested to you, or I advised you, or I told you. And Timothy took it very seriously. But some of us, the same thing will come, but it will be, you know, you know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's like, maybe I'll call you and I'll say that, oh, try and make sure that you find a way to come to church. It's an edge, but you see, because you don't see me as still, so these boys that have come nowadays, they, 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 because you want me to come to church, because you want me to come to church and add to your numbers, that's why you want. You are saying all this. You see, the Lord, the Lord in you is the one speaking over. You don't recognize. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, but if I of course I dreamt today, and in my vision, I saw that there is a word for you today. Paul, Paul, Paul was telling Timothy, he said, I urge you. I suggest I'm suggesting to you. I'm just actually advising you. Can you do it? He said, Oh, yes, I'll do it. And he did it. I think nowadays we have to be using those kijiks English so that people know that we are correct. <laughs> Hallelujah. Acts chapter 27. Hmm. Acts chapter 27. Hmm. Verse 10. Hey, brother, I'm, I'm not using my Bible. I'm using the so please help me. So this is the story of hmm. this is the story of Paul when he was traveling to go to Rome to see Caesar. And there was something that was happening in the ship. And you see, because they were not recognizing Paul, they, they recognized Paul as a prisoner. Because all the people that were going to Rome were prisoners that were going to Rome to, to, to either to be in prison or to, uh, to, to be in the court or something like that. So they recognized them as prisoners. But this was Paul speaking. He said, men, I you see, you see, the special people, that's how they speak. I perceive. <laughs> I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss. It's, it's like you trying to travel, and everyone say that, or you trying to be in a, a relationship, and everyone say that this particular person, I don't think. See, some of us even get angry and leave the church because of that. But Paul was just suggesting because he too was in the ship. He said, I perceive that this, this voyage will end, <laughs> will end with disaster and much loss. Not only of the cargo, but you see, it was a prophecy. Because when he was saying it, it had not happened. 
it was a prophecy. So sometimes when you are talking to people, people are giving you prophetic words, but because you not say that said the Lord, or you not close one eye and open the other, you think that. <laughs> Lord help all of us. The Lord, the Lord in us is I tell you, it's destructive. So Paul was just perceived. He said, "Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship." but also our lives. Verse 11. Nevertheless, you see, the people, the experts, sometimes if you are an expert, you have to be careful. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded. Hmm. Different. Was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. Recognition. Recognition. Who are you listening to? Recognition. Verse 21. Verse 21. So you see, we are the people that sometimes cause some of the men of God to change gear. Because I think the first one, when Paul said, they did not listen to him. So now Paul is going to speak as a pastor. He said, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me. And not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Now he's going to show his man, man of God powers. Let's move to the next verse. <laughs> and now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss or life among you, but only the ship. Verse 23. For there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord <laughs> to whom I belong and to whom I serve. So you see that he's, this, this, this is the one that persuades us. Not the first one that I persuade you. No, 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 no. Yes. Let's move on. <laughs> Say, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those you sail with you. Amen. So you see, God wanted Paul to be a Caesar. And so God spared Paul's life. And because God had to spare Paul's life, it affected everybody around. You get it? Yes. So today, I want to, one of the things that the, the, the Lord in us does is that it does not cause us to recognize people that we should recognize. You get it? But today, I pray that God will open your eyes. That you begin to recognize the people that you have to recognize. Amen. Let me move on quickly. For Lord chose the plain of Jordan because it was well watered. You see, the Lord in us caused us to like nice things, beautiful things, attractive stuff. Genesis chapter. The Lord is Genesis chapter thirteen, verse ten. And Lord lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan. And it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord, de- <laughs> into brackets, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. Don't make choices out of greed or outward appearance. Oh, nice. Hallelujah. 
the Lord in you will cause you to make choice out of outward appearance. But be careful. Be careful. I'm not saying if it's nice, it does not mean that God is not in you too. I've not said that. Please, please. I've not said that. What I'm saying is that be careful. You get it? Yes, yes. Be careful. Once there's God in it, whether it looks this way or that way, that's the most important thing. You get it? Yes. Yes, yes. Anyway, Sarah, Abraham married Sarah. Sarah was beautiful. God was in it. So, yes. Isaac married Rebecca. Rebecca was beautiful. God was in it. Yes. I've married my wife. God is in it. <laughs> Please, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. But, but what I'm trying to say is that let's not allow our... Please. It looks like people are... If I'm offended, you please forgive me. <laughs> I beg you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, poor uh, Lord, he did not go to Sodom. He was on the plain of the Jordans. That was where he was. So my fifth point is that anywhere you go near, you will eventually enter. Anywhere you go near, you will eventually enter. You see, some of us say, oh, I, I, I'll be there, but I'll not do anything. <laughs> I will just watch the movie. It will not do anything to me. So, the Bible says that, can you get it for me in the New Living Translation? Genesis chapter 30, verse 10. Verse 11. So, Lord chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flock and servants and parted company with his uncle Abraham. So, he was in the whole of the valley of the Jordan. That's where he was. That's where he was. He was not in Sodom. At all. Genesis chapter 14, verse 12. Verse 12. Genesis chapter 14. They also captured Lot, Abraham's nephew, who lived where? <laughs> so he was here. He was at the edge. I want to go in it way. I'm just at the edge. I'm just, I'm just here. Be careful. Anything that is tempting you can consume you. You get it? Yes. Be careful. Be careful. You see, if you are at the edge of it, first place, you should not even be there. No, no. You should not be there. Because once you are at the edge, Amen. And my last point is that Lord stayed in his captivity even after Abraham rescued him the first time. Lord stayed in his captivity. You see, people think that the only time Lord was rescued was 
the Sodom and Gomorrah fire. No. The first one was in Acts, uh, Genesis chapter 14 that I read, that they came to capture him, and Abraham had an army by himself, went to rescue Lot, brought him back, and the Bible says that he went back. You see, Lot was not a bad person. No. Lot was not a bad Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. Let me just show these scriptures, then I'll end this. I hope you are learning something. So, Genesis, sorry, Genesis chapter 14, verse 12 says that they also took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. So, when, they, when uh, the army came, Abraham's army came to where Lot was, they took him and brought him. But Lot went and found himself back in Sodom. You see, fortunately or unfortunately, Sodom is a very, very attractive and very what's the word? Enticing and it's like once you you, you, you taste, you, you cannot have enough. What, what, how do you call them? Addictive. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Sodom is very addictive. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, you ask, ah, so what was wrong with this lot? Please, don't say lot. Look at your life. <laughs> Look at you. How many things have you been rescued from that you are still in it? Some of the things, some of the things you've come for, you've come to do altar call about it about uh, ten times. I, I surrender. I surrender all to you, my. I give myself away. You've done all those. Uh, <laughs> the battalion of the armies of God came and rescued you. He said, "I've not had enough. I have to go back." Yes. Yes. But you see, as you continue to do that, you are doing something to your soul. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. I'm ending. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4 to 9. He said, For God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell in gloomy pits of darkness where they are being held until the day of judgment. Verse 5. And God did not spare the ancient world, except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. So God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with the vast flood. Verse 6. Later, God, con- can you move to the, okay, yes, verse 6. Later, God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned them into heaps of ashes. He made them an example of what will happen to ungodly people. Verse 7. But God also rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a right, you see, Lot was what? A righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. The immorality of the people around him was making him sick. But unfortunately, Lord was staying in it. You get it? 
Yes. So you, all of us struggling with our forms of addiction, and we are we are still staying in it. You are still staying in it. You have some friends that are taking you nowhere. You are still with them. Some of us, some danger don't scare us all. at all. There's some danger, some kind of danger don't scare us until we see fire. Yes, verse eight. Yes, Lot was a right. You see, the, you see the, <laughs> the Bible is repeating that Lot is righteous. The Bible is repeating it. Said, yes, Lot was a righteous man who was to- tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. So, as you are there, you are tormenting your soul by the wickedness you are seeing and hearing. Seeing and hearing. So some of us, you could not even be friends tormenting. You yourself, you are tormenting yourself by the things you are watching. You are tormenting your soul. The Lord in you. So anytime you think that you are doing something that nobody is seeing, the Lord in you, the Lord, the Lord. The Lord in you. Lord was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. Like the last verse. So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment unto the day of the final judgment. Today's message is a way of the Lord telling you that come out of that torment. Come out of that distraction. Don't be like Lot. You've been rescued several times. Don't go back. You know? Because on that day, the Bible says that it is appointed unto man to die once. And after that, what? So as you are alive now, the rescue mission is still taking place. It's like you go, you come, you go, you come, you go, you come. You never know. You never know. The final day that, (laughs) that will be your Sodom and Gomorrah day. That day, there will be no rescue again. But I pray for all of us that we will begin to recognize that even though we are saved, tongue-speaking, Holy Spirit filled, see visions and revelations, there are certain things in us that we have to be very careful of. And today I've just pointed about six of them, that we should be mindful that we are not forgetful. We should be mindful that we are not easily influenced. We should be mindful that we recognize the people that God has brought our way the way we should. And we should be mindful. We should be mindful that we don't stay at the edge of any, anything bad. And we should be mindful that you don't stay in captivity. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet.